Hey, what's up guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently, and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show. What's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast today. We're going into the weeds of real estate. Because if you guys know my story, real estate has, was a pivotal part in really transforming my life. It was really the result of two uh, two-part strategy. Build a business invest in real estate. And that's been the backbone. It's been the core of everything that I've done over the last decade that has you know, led me to this place. Now, for a lot of you, real estate is a big, big scary, <laughs> overwhelming, complex thing. I know it was for me, right? Like, actually, for those that don't know, like, my very first experiences with real estate came in college. This was like, would have been about 18, 19 years ago. And at the time, I was living with my my roommate and him and his dad would go buy these single family homes. I would live with them for real, real, real cheap. And we would do construction. We would just live in a construction zone as we'd fix and flip these single family homes. We did that three times. And my experience through that process was, man, I freaking hate, I hate real estate, mainly because I hate construction. I'm the guy who can swing the hammer, but I cannot hit a nail. I'm just really bad with my hands, like really bad. And so coming off that experience, I was like, if this is real estate, I don't have any interest in it. And honestly, I never even considered real estate as being something I was remotely interested in at that point. And I think for a lot of people, that's their first experience because they watch HGTV where there's so many fix and flip shows where it's like, go buy this house, make it fancy and then sell it. Right. But that's only just one aspect of real estate. And it's the one that I actually find the least interesting. And it's the one that I, I consider to be the... I don't consider it to be investing. I think I had a conversation with somebody the other day that I was like, fix and flip is not investing. It's a job. Like you're going in there, you're doing the work, you're flipping, your your only purpose is to do the work, add the value so you can then sell it. And it's like, that's, if you're, if you're buying something with the intent of selling it, you're a trader, not an investor. And with that in mind, then I want to share two ideas that will serve you regardless of which aspect of real estate you explore. And whether you're moving into a recessionary period, into a bear market, or into a bull market, I think these two principles will serve you incredibly well. Number one is that it is very hard to lose money in real estate if you don't buy a building that you don't want to own for a decade. So if you go in and you buy buildings that you're like, I love this building, I love this neighborhood, and I'm excited to own this in a decade. If I look back in a decade and I still own this building in this neighborhood, I'm going to be pumped. Okay. It's really hard to lose money if you only buy buildings that you want to own for at least a decade. That's number one, because real estate on a long enough time frame generally appreciates. It becomes more valuable. And so the longer you can go holding that real estate, the, the more you're likely to make, or at least you're going to mitigate the potential to lose money. I think the people who tend to lose money in real estate are the ones that get in and get out quickly or think that they can get in and out quickly. So like for fix and flippers, they're always trying to get in and out like in four to five, six months. That's really quick. But even in big multifamily commercial real estate, the type that we do at Invictus, a lot of operators out there try to get in and out in like a two to three year window. And I'm like, no, like that too much can go wrong in that period of time. And so time is an investor's best friend. The more time you have, the better, because you can then wait for the right moment to sell. 
right? And in my experience of talking with really experienced old school investors in the real estate game who've been doing this for way longer than me, like 30, 40, 50 years, the thing that they always regret is selling, selling too soon or just selling it all. And so we took this strategy to heart when we started buying real estate at Invictus and we said, okay, we're only going to buy things that if we owned it for at least a decade, we would be psyched. And just just that one thing alone, that one uh, principle has served us incredibly well. The second one is that it's very hard to lose money in real estate if you don't buy a building that you cannot afford to own for 10 years. There's a big difference here, right? Like there's there's a lot of buildings out there that I would love to own for 10 years, but they do not cash flow. They do not, they do not spit off enough money in the short term for me to be able to say this is going to be a good long-term investment because I'm going to be bleeding money out of the wazoo to, to be able to hold it. So the idea here is that you need two things. You need cash flow and you need reserves. And if you have sufficient cash flow and you have sufficient reserves, then you can own that building for the 10 years that will then allow you to look back and, and exit it profitably or, you know, extract equity in all sorts of different ways. And to that end, then a lot of the buildings that you want to own for like 10, 20, 30 years are probably pretty new and fancy and beautiful right now, right? Like you're probably not going to go and buy a building that's a hundred years old. Like it's already really old. So you're probably going to try and find the newer buildings and they typically don't have a ton of cash flow in them because they are so new and so expensive. It's hard to get them at a at a number that makes sense for you to be able to cash flow into, into the future. And so what people have been doing in recent years is they'll get by on thinner and thinner margins. They'll buy deals where they're not cash flowing very much at all. And the big problem is that when the market turns, say into a recessionary period and like renters are maybe moving out or you're not getting the top rent that you thought you could anymore or expenses are creeping up because of inflation, suddenly it's cutting into your cash flow. And you might find yourself in a position where you can no longer service the debt or it just doesn't make economic sense to continue holding the building because it's bleeding you so dry. And then you have to sell well before those 10 years, right? And so if you can withstand those temporary storms, those um, those fluctuations in the short-term market or you know those, those times when cash flow might shift and change a little bit, then you're going to be able to ride it out and get to that point where you get to benefit from the long-term overall appreciation that real estate typically goes through. I'm not saying always, but typically goes through. So those are just two concepts that as you start to get into real estate, I really want them to influence how you move in this industry because real estate is the best get rich slowly but surely plan out there. The longer you play the game on the longest time horizon that you can give yourself, the more likely you are to make money. So just make sure that you're buying buildings that you want to own for 10 years and that you have the ability to own for 10 years. You do that and you're going to be doing pretty all right. So that's going to do it for me, guys. I am psyched. I am pumped to have you here. Can't wait to see you back here tomorrow. But until then, my friends, stay hyper-focused. What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the Hyperfocus Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project, and based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that you know help me turn my ADHD into a superpower to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years, then you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right, let's get to the show.